Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io. You are listening to bonus episode of This Month in German Startups. Usually I do this together with Christian in a transatlantic news recording, but this time, Christian, you are here in Germany. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm in Germany for the first time in the pandemic, and I'm uh, in what is exactly what it looks like. It's a basement <laughs> in the, the trade, old trade town of Bremen. Yeah, I'm good. Interesting times to be traveling again. Yeah, um, our, our audience uh, who's listening to us on a regular basis already knows that you've been already completely vaccinated. So traveling for you is just a breeze, right? Totally. <laughs> I mean, you still have to like wave the little white American card every now and then. But um, yeah, it's really, really nice. Oh, that that's the idea uh, that you're fully vaccinated, the white card you're re referring to, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we are talking today in this bonus episode, since Trade Republic becomes Germany's most valuable startup with 5.3 billion US dollar. US dollars, um, they just closed a funding round with 900 million USD, um, led by legendary investor Sequoia. Christian, what do we know about the past of Trade Republic? Well, so first of all, Trade Republic is a new broker. So it's a platform where you can buy and sell stocks. You can buy and sell ETFs there, uh, cryptocurrency as of recently. And um, it's a company that started in 2015 at the Comdirect Startup Garage. So um, Comdirect is um, Commerzbank's online broker, so from the German um, banking chain banking giant you could even say and the uh, uh, Comdirect was founded in the late 1990s um, Commerzbank is Germany's second largest listed bank so the founding team of Trade Republic Christian Hecker Thomas Pischke and Marco Cancellieri started out with the idea of a German Robin Hood trading app so Robin Hood um, of now GameStop fame I guess um, uh, in German look like of that. So, um, yeah, what is now called a neo broker. So, um, Comdirect Startup Rush helped the startup in 2015, um, but then they backed out of uh, at funding the startup. The team did not receive funding from the garage because 1 million euros was too much to invest in a company at a seed stage for them. And in the early years, um, they got a different kind of partner called the Zeno AG from um, Düsseldorf. Um, Zeno AG is an important investor in a German startup scene. They helped Trade Republic with the initial funding round and even owned two thirds of the company at one stage, kept investing and total was 3 million euros according to a podcast interview of their CEO, Ingo Hillen. And uh, Sony then cashed in 150 million euros at a Series C funding. Did I say Sony? Sino, of course, by selling some of their stake. And with an investment of 3 million euros, their total cash and remaining stake now are, in, are valued at 250 million euros, according to themselves, so to Zeno. Um, today's Trade Republic Bank was largely incorporated, legally incorporated in Munich in August 2017, but they relocated to Berlin 
in May 2018, where the actually actual series funding history started that you maybe know more about. Yes, and we may add that these new brokers are usually funding their operations not with charging you a fee for the trade. For example, Trade Republic, they charge you just a lump sum of one euro per trade to cover external costs. And basically what they are doing, they're receiving what is called kickback, meaning brokers and dealers give them back some money for executing fees. Plus they can do a lot with all the cash that is on the on the accounts of their clients. Admittedly, this is currently not, I do believe, a, a great source of income, but that's basically the idea how or two of the possible sources, how new brokers find their zero commission trading. Um, as I said, they charge one euro per transaction, um, but they don't charge commission for the work Trade Republic is doing itself. Let's talk a little about Series A and B. The VC Creadum invested in summer 2019 in this Series A. The company went to raise the CSB funding of 62 million in April 2020, led by Excel and Founders Fund, and this time putting in total funding at somewhere around 80 million euros. So one can see that there's a giant leap from 80 million total funding always talking about euros to 750 million euros in funding. Keep in mind, we're jumping here between 750 and 900. That's just for the simple reason that 750 millions or 950, uh, 750 million euros or 900 million US dollars. And the valuation is also, uh, 4.3 billion euros or 5.3 billion US dollars. Sorry about that. Don't get confused. It caught me at one point. That's why I'm making it clear. Um, of course, they also got caught up in GameStop that Chris already referred to. Uh, we've been talking about this in our blog post, but admittedly, we reached out to Trade Republic. That's why we got the press release uh, at the same time as all the other blogs. But admittedly, they didn't reply to our questions there. That was a little bit more technical. Um, let me get a little bit into details. Basically, um, uh, the trading platforms, the trading venues, they charge the executing parties, the, the, the parties that are members there, uh, security collateral. So in, in case one party defaults, it doesn't take down the market. They just cash in the collateral and the business keeps going. And, uh, the Robin Hood CEO said at one point that they had to stop, um, offer trading in GameStop. Because due to the volatility, the DTCC, there is, this is like a central station in the US for uh, trades. They want to charge them ridiculous amounts of security collateral. So I wrote them an email. Hey guys, what's this the same for you for Trade Republic? They actually never replied. They had a very, very nice statement, uh, which actually surprised me because it was almost one page without saying anything. But very wisely, very nicely worded. Admittedly, they've been nice to me, but I didn't want to tell me anything. Um, the let's go a little bit to the economic background of the monster funding. Germany has never had large share in stock market investors. Germany is currently estimated to have a population around 84 million people, um, with an estimated 2.7 million people active in the stock market, meaning buying, selling 
owning shares directly. According to their press release, the company could increase their total customer base to 1 million, but they are not only active in Germany, but they are active in Germany, France, and Austria. The new broker states that half of their new customers have never invested in capital markets before, so they draw, drew in like 500,000 newbie investors. And it's not known how many of their clients are using the app on a weekly or monthly basis. But according to the press release, their client assets are now somewhere around 8 billion euros. Again, this is 7.32 billion US dollars. Um, the, the CEO of, uh, Zino AG, Ingo Hillen, said in a podcast interview with Finanzszene that their market share in Germany is somewhere approximately 10% of all uh, shareholders in Germany. So we could guess them between uh, 200 and 300,000. Um, the 2.7 million numbers actually dating to 2020 and the, um, stock ownership has increased since significantly also due to the coverage of GameStop across the uh, normal media in Germany. Um, the background to the funding, of course, are the current circumstances with the still in parts in actual uh, in active partial lockdown in Germany and France and this led people to spend more time at home and some discovering trading as a favorite pastime. Christian, you know a little bit more about the Yeah, funding? sure. I mean, uh, yeah, the funding and probably the questions behind it. We will see. Um, I mean, I find this 10% number just very impressive. I also doubt it a little bit. I can't really imagine that like one in 10 German shareholders would actually trade uh, their stuff just on this one website. But yeah, but also since you said the denominator, the, the overall group is just not that big in Germany. So yep. yeah, especially if... Plus, you, you, you remember the news when we talked about N26 and uh, somewhere only 20% yeah. Of the people who opened in the cap, uh, like a small number, I'm not sure about the 20%, but somewhere in this area actively used the N26 account and the other ones yeah. just opened yeah. it up and tr tried it out a little bit. Maybe that's the case. We don't have any numbers on that. Yeah. yeah so, as you said, um, looking at the funding, uh, Trade Republic raised 750 million euros in their Series C, which put them at a, a valuation of 4.3 billion euros or 5.3 billion US dollars. Um, this new investment round also led to new investors. Sequoia, um, legendary US-based venture capitalist, took the lead and new backers are TCV and Thrive Capital. Existing investors were part of it like Excel, Founders Fund, Creandum and Project A. And uh, the investment catapults the Berlin-based fintech into being one of the biggest privately held fintech businesses in Europe or reason for this podcast episode, um, Germany's most valuable startup. Exactly. They, they actually outpaced N26, right? Our favorite N26, which now, um, I think necessitates a closer look at what the company actually does in, in which field, in which industry and, um, what their plans are. So, um, Probably before we go into some of the 
problems within the specific industry they are operating in. Um, just one closer look at what they're going to use the money for from the Series C. It will be used to expand into more European countries. So Spain and Italy are uh, largest economies in Europe um, that Trade Republic has not yet entered. TechCrunch also speculates about the Benelux countries, Ireland and Finland. And um, according to TechCrunch, Christian Hecker, so one of the founders said, it's our ambition to be present across the entire Eurozone in the next four months. So we are looking at um, the end of summer here. Um, so what I actually yeah. would just like to add is uh, we may add because a lot of people are listening or watching us from outside of Europe. Benelux means a group of three smaller countries, Belgium, Netherlands and Luxembourg, just to make it clear. Benelux. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but one thing, probably like the biggest asterisk here, or like the biggest question mark, is that Trade Republic does not operate in a, a field that is not competitive. They, and they are, can be sure to encounter a lot of opposition on their way to become the number one broker in Europe. Um, we have a couple of examples here, and I don't want to steal too much of uh, looking at uh, the other points of critique. We have established players like Ingdiba, which in 2019 was hailed as Germany's most successful bank. We have consors from BNB Paribas. We have Comdirect, which we talked about above, still existing from Comerzbank. We have, have we have the S broker, which is the online broker system of the German thrift organization Sparkassen, still like one of the most visible and successful German banking structures in Germany. We have uh, DKB, which is more operating on also like a low cost to the customer side of things from Bayern LB. So it's definitely not an area where Trade Republic is the sole monopoly or is the, is the only one operating and meaning being a monopolist. Um, but we also have startups. Yes, uh, again, I would like to add, uh, when you talked about Sparkassen, German thrift organization. So basically, when you go into a small city, usually the big players are not there located anymore. Not talking about like Berlin, Frankfurt, Munich, Hamburg, Cologne and other big cities, but talking about like the, 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 the small towns population, 50,000, 100,000, um, up maybe to 200,000. If you go there, you have a cooperative bank, usually there, Raiffeisen or Volksbank, plus the Red S from the Sparkassen organization. So it's one that is very broad and they still are a group of, I do believe somewhere in the area of 400 to 600 uh, single institutions working together there. So there's a lot of power behind it. Yeah. So Trade Republic, making Trade Republic definitely a brand that people have to learn and that cannot depend on um, a brand's reputation like Sparkasse, for example. Exactly. What? Uh, Which, yeah, go ahead. to be honest, they also have sometimes, yeah, they also sometimes have an image of being a bit more on the conservative side. And so probably if you're an online broker, you wouldn't necessarily think, um, well, do I want to buy my cryptocurrency with the Sparkassen? So, yeah. Totally. Um, uh, we just talked about um, the crowded field of competitors, startups and recent entries. Scalable Capital based in Munich started out with um, with an investment theme. So they basically helped as um, you would call uh, online 
wealth manager online um, robot advisor area. Uh, but they are also now uh, going a little bit towards more equity, more direct investments. And what we have here uh, listed in Frankfurt is flat tax. That may be one of the biggest competitors. We're referring above to the interview with Finance Szene, the podcast, and actually uh, what the CEO is talking about, uh, the CEO of Zino AG, the biggest investors always talking about is flat tax. So he definitely sees them as number one competitor. And they're currently valued only at approximately 3 billion euros, uh, meaning 3.66 billion US dollar. But they're targeting a more professional investor audience and charge a small fee per trade. Other noteworthy neo broker competitors, including, for example, Midwala, rebranded to Nuri, they are the only one dealing in cryptocurrencies exclusively. You can learn more down here in the interview with the CEO and founder. Books or Bucks from the Netherlands, which is already present in Germany. Bitpanda from Austria, which just talked about them. They became Austria's first unicorn when they raised 170 million US dollars at a 1.2 billion US dollar valuation. You remember, Chris, like a few weeks ago, and nobody's really sure about a market entry of the original Robin Hood in Germany. So this looks very competitive. And of course, we will, you guys, we keep you guys updated in our regular this month in German startups. I do believe we will have some more news, not maybe in June in our June news wrap up, but as you guys know, we're taking August and July off, at least for the startup news. And then when we are, when we're back in September, I do believe we'll have some news about Trade Republic again. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I think, of course, we are happy to have a company <laughs> getting this much recognition. But I think also, yeah, as we said, there are a lot of um, question marks or a lot of um, interesting challenges to be solved by Trade Republic. Yes. That's why it is called in Germany, not venture capital, but risk capital. <laughs> yes. Good. Chris? Which is always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, let's get soon to this month in German startups. Let's do it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you are a professional looking at the European startup scene, Germany is a place you cannot miss. Fortunately for you, there is StartupRad.io, the authority on German startups. This English-only podcast brings you fresh interviews each week. Most likely, you have never heard or read anything on these startups before in English, but you will in the future. Be ahead of the curve and subscribe to StartupRad.eo podcast or check for the StartupRad.eo internet radio station. Check your Alexa for the StartupRad.eo skill as well.